Hello and welcome to the Pondering Theologian podcast. I am the host, Nathaniel. In today's episode, I want to ponder all of the information that is available to us today. And I don't mean like sitting down and going through all of the individual things. Um, More, I want to invite you to consider how you use all the information that's available to you today. If we think of just the reality of how things work, right? Uh, The information that was available 100 years ago is available to us today and everything in between then and now, but it is much more easily available to us today than it was to people 100 years ago. When we think of even just 50 years ago, what was the main way that people got information? It was through talking to other people, reading books, reading articles in the newspaper or in a journal, a physical copy of these more than likely, or watching the news or or listening to the news on the radio. And at that time, news was a little bit more judicious in what it uh, talked about. It was a little less uh, trying to get views and listens and likes and more about just reporting facts. Um, and, and so the information that you consumed then you were a little more judicious with because you only had so much time. So much time to read a book, so much time to read an article, so much time to listen to someone jibber-jabber about their latest discovery or what they learned, whatever it may be. The reality was there was less time and there was less availability of information. Today, if someone makes a scientific discovery, I can know about it today, that they announced it today, wherever they announced it, whatever it was. Hundred uh, fifty years ago, it would have to wait till it made it to a news source. It was written up in an article. It was you know, researched, made sure that all the information was as correct as could be, or it made it into a book, or it made it into the curriculum for your school. You may not hear about it for quite some time. Um, it's a very different. Uh, landscape. Today, if something happens, like I said, we can know about it right away. We can see it on our phone, either through social media, through um, a news app, through a push notification from something. If you still watch the television, it's more than likely they found something pretty quick and it's cycling through either their social medias or going live in a news report at five o'clock. You know, the the information comes at us much faster. And the way by which it comes to us is a little bit less filtered. So there is a very easy trap that we can fall into, and I'll call it a trap. Um, And that is that 
with the overwhelming flood of information that comes at us, it is much more difficult to be judicious about it. It's much more difficult to be careful and make sure that the information has good sources or that it's not just someone's opinion. It can be very easy to consume news, quote news, that is someone's opinion because that is more the reality that we live in. As Christians, this presents, I mean, as humans, it presents an issue, but as Christians, it also presents a deeper issue. In today's age, it is much easier to form theologies, things that you believe about your faith and and doctrines and practices that are not actually based in scripture or based in sound doctrines thought-out theologies that can be more based in opinions or in some sort of misunderstanding. And this isn't a call to be suspicious of everything that you believe as much as it is a call to be careful about the things that you allow to impact what you believe. Uh, A real easy example that's kind of the forefront of a lot of things here in the West is the understanding beliefs around homosexuality. When we think of when we think of the word homosexuality, it didn't appear in a Bible until 1947. And that was the result of what many people today, many Bible scholars today believe was a mistranslation and what many other people believe is based in some form of uh, prejudice ideas. And there's different resources that we could look into that. There's uh, a couple projects currently working on uh, exploring this more clearly. Um, There's some allusions to that in uh, the book When Brooklyn Was Gay. Um, I believe the author is Ryan Kelly. Um, I believe there's a movie project called 1947. Um, and, and in these things, in these these projects, in these these, uh, we can look at that that one decision has affected almost a hundred years of people's beliefs. So that person that added that translation to a Bible or the group, um, they then affected the theologies of many people today because is your your grandparents or great-grandparents in some cases that would have been the first people to read a Bible with the word homosexuality in it or homosexual in it. Um, But by the time we get to today, we're a couple generations of where it is consistently in people's Bibles. And if you don't look at the history of the Bible or the context to which the Bible verses with the word homosexuality now uh, are written to, you can miss some very important things about the Bible and the culture and to what that verse was addressing or what that passage of scripture was addressing in reality. 
It can be very easy today to Google, is homosexuality good or bad? And people make their decisions and beliefs off of that. And pastors who have not spent time researching and more thoroughly fleshing out their theologies can very easily preach opinions on this based off of things that they've read or now what turns into beliefs on something that they read that wasn't more thoroughly fleshed out. And that's just one major one, and I'm, I'm really doing a, a disservice in not going into greater depth about it, um, but that's another episode for another time. The, the, the point that I hope that you are getting from this is that we need to be careful of what it is that we allow to adjust our faith or affect our faith choices and what we believe and think about in our faith. There is uh, very easy for us to hear something in the sermon and go Google it. And you can find lots of resources on the first, you know, five, 10 clicks. And those are pretty popular and sometimes paid to be that popular in our search engines. But we need to be careful that we're looking at the sources. Is this someone's opinion? Um, There is one particular website that I'm not going to name because I don't need to... Yeah. Um, That I have Googled questions and it pops up there regularly in my algorithm. And when I go look at it, I find that I consistently am finding that they are subtly pushing a certain political agenda and using the Bible to justify that. And if you are not well-versed in your Bible or you are not looking more clearly as to what are they doing? Are they just, you know, dropping postcard Bible verses? Are they stringing together, you know, a couple Bible verses to make a full sentence rather than pulling from full ideas from sections of the Bible or the themes of the Bible or where it is in the canon of the Bible. Um, They're just supporting an idea to harbor an opinion or a belief that they have that isn't necessarily in line with the Bible. And I would invite you to think about the way that you consume information or the way that you look up information, especially around our faith. If you hear something in a sermon this week, do you just accept it? I was raised to, to before I be, fully allowed something to change the way I believed or to affect the way I believed something, to ask questions, to research it. And that has been very useful in my life in fleshing out people's opinions rather than sound doctrine or sound theological, biblical ideas or facts. And it is worthwhile for us to sit down and look at what we are consuming in podcasts or social media or in sermons or from politicians or from mega million uh, pastors and ask, is this sound information that I am consuming? It's very easy today to Google and find someone's opinion to support an idea. 
But before we allow ideas to become our beliefs, we need to make sure that they are, in fact, biblical. As Christians, we need to believe in sound biblical practice. And if you are suspicious of something, look at what Jesus said or Jesus did. There's many things today that are pushed by people who are, quote, religious people that do not line up with Jesus' teachings or Jesus' actions or the things Jesus said. And yet things like Christian nationalist politicians are affecting generations' uh, theologies and the way that they are adjusting their beliefs. And that is something that we ought to step back and consider and look at and ask the question, is this information sound or is this just someone's opinion for an agenda? And that can be hard to to go through that process, but I encourage you to do so. We're going to end the episode there. I encourage you this week to look at something that you hear, believe, lift up, uphold, whatever it may be, and ask, is this come from sound information? Does this come from something sound in the Bible? Is this person that I follow just giving me their opinion? And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your opinions on this, and uh, what it is that you are, you may do to kind of combat this flood of information or misinformation or whatever it may be. Down in the show notes is all the contact for the podcast. You can reach out on email, social media, over at the website. I'd love to hear from you. As always, I hope that you're doing well. Know that God loves you so very much, and there is nothing that you or anyone else can do about it. We'll see you in the next episode.